Andre, welcome, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, sir. Um, should I introduce myself now, like fully? With the that was the that was the next thing after I said, <laughs> "Hey, welcome to the Dab Dialogues podcast, <laughs> okay. where we try to deconstruct what it takes to build a great Web three product." Now, there you go. <laughs> Feel free to Perfect. introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, so I'm Andre. I'm working for Safe Wallet uh, as a, as a product manager. So I'm pretty much leading the product effort uh, for the wallet web team, for the front-end team that creates the user-facing interface, user-facing, client-facing interface. Um, what else? Previously, I worked in one-inch network. So I'm uh, in the Web3 space for some time already, like for more than two years. Before that, I worked in... Um, Finance, like in the more like centralized finance, in uh, derivatives, in forex. So I know the the centralized part, the, the bad part of, of the of, of the <laughs> of the industry. And even before that, I worked in some early stage crypto startups where it was a romantic time of ICOs, first um, wrong concepts of of crypto. So I've I've been with the so basically my start was in 2017. But I didn't survive the first winter, um, so I just uh, uh, left the company that uh, and and I switched to traditional finance. I worked for two years in forex, and then I got back to to Web three. Um, had some friends, yeah. So I've been with One Inch for some time, and so in this summer I joined Safe, um, which is um, kind of I think the best team I've worked in so far. Um, so so very nicely organized and uh, like a super team of professionals enjoying this for five months already and that's all right that's it i i really i didn't know you had worked at one inch that's cool we'll we'll touch on that in in a bit because i think i think that that's a very interesting trajectory especially when it comes to what we're here to talk about which is product design um, but like, first of all, obviously you're more involved with the Safe Wallet side of operations. Um, obviously, Safe is a big company, and they have a lot of uh, arms going on, including the account abstraction one, mm-hmm. which we're really into here at Particle Network. But yeah, I mean, in your words, uh, what do you think makes Safe a great product? What do you what do you think that you guys have done differently that you can offer to the ecosystem? Well, I, I think that the safe founders were just uh, lucky and professional enough to tackle the existing problem of uh, of, of, of crypto of, crypt- of the crypto space, introducing the multi-signature wallet. So that was basically replicating the existing uh, scenario, like which is which works for traditional banking. So every every commercial banklet that works with B two B clients has these uh, these accounts where you cannot execute a transaction uh, without the board of directors signing the thing. So this is, a, this is a, an existing real-world ch- challenge, which was addressed properly with a proper level of security, proper level of professionalism. And so they, they managed to, to, to bring this um, to the blockchain, write all the necessary smart contracts to make these multi-signature wallets and uh, made it... Uh, presented to the community in the way that it was adopted by the leaders, by by Vitalik himself and by the other guys. Like pretty much, 
almost every every company that is that's in crypto more or less is using safe for their uh, foundation funds uh, corporate funds like whatever is in crypto is usually operated by multi-signature safe wallet which is uh, which is typical to any other business on the web too so i think this is the key to success like take the <clears throat> because all the, because a lot of crypto companies back then now in the future will be tackling uh, the the challenges which that do not really exist which or they exist but they are super niche and and this one is also co- sort of niche but this niche, niche is like a, a proper one with a lot of money so that's that's the success secret as i see it yeah definitely that's like a that's something that we now take for granted but like someone had to, had to come up with it someone had to invent it and and in particular i mean without multi-six there's a case to say like okay there's no DAOs because it would be really difficult to have DAOs if you don't have that a lot of projects couldn't have like vesting schedules so definitely definitely pretty important um, when it comes to to that exactly to multi-six what, what do you think are like the use cases that drove it the most well like i said all sorts of uh, corporate operations not just uh, okay DAOs is probably the, the primary thing it's all the foundations like whoever has the collaborative uh, um, fund management they that that's the thing um, also you can do the the payroll you can do whatever so like i said like any any corporate activities can use multisig that's that, that's that's the, the the primary use case so now we are expanding and now we are trying to make this uh, multi, uh, introduce multi-six scenarios into kind of retail life where uh, another signer is not necessarily another physical person so another signer can be also the same person but with a different wallet and this uh, additional wallet can be uh, either a traditional externally owned account like okay you can have like uh, like a, a metamask and you can have a, for instance, like ledger, and you can use them combined. That's the multisig. That's a multisig. That's a smart world account, but it's a double layer of protection. So it's it's um, usually like we even we even have this user researches where, where where people tell us, okay, safe seems really cool, but you know what? Like uh, hardware wallets are even cooler because they're even more secure. But uh, in fact. You can uh, use the hardware wallet as another signer of your safe, hence like making this uh, even more protected, so even more secure. So <clears throat> basically, to wrap this up, all sorts of corporate, like all sorts of collaborative fund management, uh, because it's not necessarily cooperation, could be something else, um, and <clears throat> just security, uh, like wallets with a significant amount of money that need a few more layers of protection except for just uh, securing seed phrase so that's that, that, that's that's really smart and really important i think you you do get like <clears throat> if you're handling I, I don't know let's say big figures whatever big figures are for yourself right like if that, that might be 200 dollars it might be 2000 it might be 20000 but like it's 
it's eerie to put them all in a single place. And then you have like the whole not your keys, not your Bitcoin that tells you to not keep them on exchanges. So, okay, then you have to have like a self uh, taken care of bank account or like have multiple of them. And then you have to store like a bunch of seed phrases. It's definitely a problem, a big problem. And th th that's a good way to solve it, I think, to just add a tradition, extra layers of security and make the process a bit harder on yourself on purpose also. Yep, also, also smart. Okay, we might touch this topic la later in, this, in the f future questions, but the th thing is that smart account Except for extra layers of security, it can offer like a few other nice things. And so... Mm. Oh, l l let's just go into it. Let's just go into it. Oh, sure, what, sure. What do you think it's... Sure. Uh, so, so, so first, okay, uh, let's put it like this. So it's, it's quite rare that uh, the seed phrase is exposed. Okay, the, uh, it, 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 it happens, but it, it's kind of really rare like that, that the person, you know, copies and pastes the... Uh, seed phrase to wear to this, their Twitter account like publicly. It's 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 uh, not a real real threat actually. Uh, the the common but the real common problem is people forgetting the seed phrase, writing writing it down securely on a piece of paper and then the piece of paper is eaten by it by the dog, or uh, just uh, someone just th threw it away because there was some 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 scribbles in it and that's you know uh, that is the real case. Or it was uh, put into some machine, machine uh, like computer, computer like burnt down or whatever. So, so this is this is the thing. So now, uh, what smart account can do for you is you can recover your funds. Of course, if you set up the recovery in the first place, it's not like it. it, it unfortunately, it doesn't work like uh, it's not by default. So you have to set up recovery. Um, and you can then, even if you forget, some, somehow lose the access to the owner wallet, to the signer wallet, or to the more than one signer wallets. Like what depends on your uh, your setup. But anyway, if you have the recovery in place, that's the way that you can recover your funds and get to them, even if you lose access to the accounts uh, that that created this this safe and that were used as uh, signer wallets. So. Yeah. Any questions at this point? Because I, I can, I, I can try to briefly explain like what how the recovery works, super briefly. Oh, yeah. Please, please go ahead. I think okay. that's uh, that's really important for people sure. that are new to this. Sure. So, so basically, recovery can be of two types, like major, major two types. First, the centralized recovery and decentralized recovery. So, centralized recovery is sort of Web two experience in Web three. So basically, what you do is you are assigning a recoverer. Uh, some trusted third party, for instance, like a bank. Uh, like mm -hmm. we, we at Safe have partnerships. Uh, it's not yet live, but we are in progress of uh, developing this solution. We announced it already. We have two banks, uh, and if you trust the Swiss bank, you might not trust the Swiss bank. But if you do trust the Swiss bank, you can uh, go through the KYC. In case you you are not a, a person that doesn't want to pass the KYC, but let's assume that you do. Uh, you pass the KYC, you give them the right to recover your account, and to recover, you have to go through the KYC once again. You can just reach out to them and say, hey, guys, you know what, this is a safe address. You are the, you are the recovery party for this address. Can you please recover it for me? 
and to do that you have to prove to them that you are exactly the the, the, the person that set up the, the thing in the first place so you have to pass the kyc again so let's submit an id or something so this is one way of recovery a centralized one it re it requires also it also it's not free of charge so you have to pay these guys and these guys do the recovery for you uh, and they requires your uh, documents for that this is more like for casual users like uh, if you are like uh, advanced enough in crypto if you think that the banks are not really your best friends and you don't want to go through kyc procedures that's also fine we have the decentralized one which means that pretty much any any account can become a recoverer so let's imagine that right. you secure the seed phrases of your uh, signer wallets but you also have a another wallet that this is a, that is an, a, a recoverer you also have to secure the seed phrase of this wallet of course but you can do it in a different way i don't know like uh, in, invent a way to secure a seed phrase in a different way. So one is written on a paper, another one is, I don't know, uh, engraved on a piece of metal and put somewhere, I don't know, like it, it depends, like uh, put in a Google Drive or something like this. Also, this recoverer account can also be a safe. So multiple people, let's say your your fr uh, like a friend, your, your, your wife, your kids, your mother, or whoever, or friends or colleagues can be this committee uh, of recoverers, physical people owning one safe and you can come to them and say hey guys remember uh, I have set up a safe for you please log into the safe and recover my safe for me so pretty much any fantasy can be uh, can be done there there can also be a variety of recoverers you can use a hybrid mode you can have a centralized plus decentralized a number of it so if like okay if there's a really like a lot of money and the person is security concerned they can create all sorts of protection and be like absolutely sure that uh, whatever happens okay the, if if the internet goes down no way to recover uh, like completely if there's a you know apocalypse scenario but other than that uh swiss bank uk bank us bank potentially we don't have it but potentially we can have a us entity as well uh just a plain externally owned account whatever it is so recoveries our recovery system is pretty flexible and uh, this is a super nice to my mind like a super nice selling point of account abstraction in general because potential like any abstracted account can uh, can introduce something like this so it's a and i, th I think the i think social recovery in particular is very on their estimated and underdeveloped mm -hmm. so it, it's always good to see people like building more on that um i think as more people do adopt crypto it's gonna become more obvious that this is the way to go for for a lot of people um and yeah i i totally I, I'm, I'm curious about how you guys uh, approach the creation of new features and how you approach the well, you're prioritizing, but also just deciding what goes into into the product and what you consider good. Uh, would you enlighten us on how that process looks sure. like for you guys? Well, actually, to be very honest, like a crypto product management is not that different from any other product management, like in, in Web2 
uh, industries it's pretty much uh, the same 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 scenarios where same tools same instruments kind of uh, kind of work so you have strategic planning you have strategic goals like strategic uh, so it's all based on assumptions like first of all uh, we, we are working on assumptions we cannot uh, be absolutely sure that what we do makes sense so it's also also some some degree of risk <clears throat> so you make strategic assumption that we need to become a a, a tool uh, with a nice seamless onboarding with uh, these opportunities and we want in the end we want this and that so then we start decomposing, okay, what we need for this? We need uh, seedless onboarding, we need recovery feature, we need on-ramping solution, we need this, and, like, <coughs> we decompose it into kind of smaller, smaller chunks, uh, and then we, then we can start uh, researching the users, uh, researching the com competition. It, it's all, it's all it, by the way, it's not sequential, it's all done in parallel. So you, you use research users, you discuss inside the team what can be the goals. The goals change because, you know, the, the environment changes all the time. So let's say in 2023 there was a huge change of environment for account ab abstraction in general with the introduction of, introduction of uh, 4337 standard uh, and with all the media activity around it, 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 all of a sudden, like, everyone started believing in account abstraction while... The whole thing was there years before, it, like it, nobody, mm -hmm. nobody stopped. You know, it's, the thing is that the, okay, the only technological shift, uh, two actually two technological shifts had, uh, have happened quite recently. Seedless onboarding, uh, it's something that the, you guys are doing, uh, and uh, the paymasters, and uh, all the alternative to paymasters like gelato stuff. Uh, you know, all the ways to pay gas. Uh, with uh, with some tokens you own instead of native coins and uh, sponsored gas transactions and stuff like that. So these things emerged like in 2022, maybe 2020, late 2021, 2022. They kind of uh, became became robust enough. And 2023, the the environment changed in a way that uh, for for safe it became essential to 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 build the to build the uh, retail solution so so that's uh that's the first thing a lot of assumptions and being flexible to the changing environment uh, adopt uh, all the changes that happen which also um, quite fair to say about all the other industries like it happens everywhere in tradition okay traditional finance probably less risky than crypto because not that many drastic changes happen there but still regulation stuff changes all the, all the time there as well um and yeah user research like i mentioned competition research uh, so we always keep in touch like with uh, with what the uh, the other guys do uh all the account abstraction folks just other prominent DeFi players and web3 players like what what's happening there so just get inspiration from there uh, reuse some 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 solutions that proven to be effective because ah the only change the only uh, significant difference of the web3 industry from the all the others one in in terms of like uh, product management is that there's uh, most of the things we do are super transparent so so i mean thanks to tools like june and all the things like that it's just it's just we can get uh, so in back in the days of web 2 we had the, like similar web we could uh, we could very roughly estimate okay this site is being visited aha uh -huh, these guys are coming from north america these are from europe blah blah, blah. but 
we didn't get a detailed uh, data of what the other guys are doing here with blockchain we can we can get everything we can get all the so it's ex a completely transparent market we see like how how uh, anyone can estimate how successful this feature or that feature is who is using it uh, who is not using it like what uh, currencies are involved what chains are involved everything is super transparent so the, so the role of analytics like blockchain analytics is tremendous so they got a lot of um, uh, we use extensively we use the power of uh, blockchain anal analysis we got a lot like a, a few dedicated guys who kind of do this uh, thing also we combine this on-chain data with uh, whatever we manage to collect off-chain and try to build okay for the competition we don't have off-chain data but we have it from our side so that's interesting yeah, yeah you you have total insight into what's happening within your competitors apps and yeah. that, that that's very hard to to fake or to deny exactly yeah it's uh this is the industry and i think this is the beauty of the industry you cannot fool uh the other people i mean <laughs> well you can but it's it's harder to fool and if uh, like okay maybe some general public that doesn't read twitter and ju just doesn't read the news and anything maybe maybe there is a way but not for a long time because if the scam is like sig exactly, significant for a long time. everyone starts speaking of that like saying hey like what you're doing that these guys are look at look at this like and like look what's going on so it, it's it's a it's a very very nice i like it. i just I, I just adore this i i my, my probably my most favorite part of the blockchain is transparency uh, anonymity and transparency you know you don't see the personal data which is fine but you see the what's going on so that's uh, that's just adorable how do you feel about uh, then about everything privacy because obviously there's uh, I mean if you really want to dig into you can probably you know like cross check people's transactions into a sex account and usually those are linked to an identity and it's, it's it's somewhat easy to track people's identity um and that's like one of the big problems of the industry right that like that lack of privacy um but at the same time that that would kill that kind of the kind of thing you're talking about which is indeed pretty excited do you think there could be like a balance there where we still get like some uh i think i think there should be well first of all we all need to uh i uh, that, that's my humble opinion that uh there's no big scale uh, of uh, if you're talking about anonymous money. It's just not possible. It it, it won't happen. Like if we if we want like a million like a multi, uh, hundred million dollar industry, it can be anonymous. If it's a billion dollar industry, probably also. But if it's a hundred billion uh, dollar industry or like a trillion dollar billion, uh, trillion dollar industry, it's just impossible to keep it anonymous. It it so the KYC thing will come. Uh, and it's coming already. And and basically, the centralized exchanges were KYC'd from day one, and uh, and that's that's something that is unfortunately unavoidable, because the governments okay, the governments still don't really are not really a big fans of crypto, generally, and uh, even even though like so private total privacy will not be achieved like to my mind, 
but uh, the the power of the thing, like how I see the um, the bright future, the the good scenario for me is is when your um, uh, ideal ideal scenario of onboarding to crypto or to crypto wallet to, to an ideal crypto wallet. So you don't have to KYC before you go um, up to certain amount or up to certain currencies. Like if you select, like let's say, currencies that, that are recognized to be CBDCs or government-approved sort of like euro, uh, regulated euro, in this case, or regulated US dollar, like properly regulated, to, to, to go this, to have a seamless access to all the SWIFT transfers, like um, SEPA transfers in, the, in Europe, you will have to go through KYC. If you want to stay crypto, outside of the of the thing you don't you won't have to so i mean it's would be stupid to ask people to confirm their identity with their first blockchain transaction this is also something that won't happen exactly and i really hope that it's not going to happen it, it shouldn't i think so there should be some sort of modularity there so you so your basic level i think should remain anonymous uh, but as, as like as soon as you start uh, you know playing with big numbers and operating specific currencies that are um, recognizable by the governments and that can be used in uh, like business transactions, like clients to business, businesses to businesses, like cross-border, all kinds of this stuff. So it's inevitable to have the proper KYC. And uh, I think what can what can be the the big uh, the big one of the next big things. And how how I see this is the zk based uh, uh, identity tokens mm -hmm. that can be used. So I, I my ideal KYC like the KYC of my dreams is that I once pass the KYC somewhere for, on on one of the zk providers. There are a lot of them, <clears throat> and I have this token, and there's a standard, some sort of a all these tokens are standardized, so there's sort of ERC something, um, you know, like a standard of a zk proven uh, identity which is which is supposed to be approved by everyone so I, I i really hope that standardization is going to come to this industry and there's going to be very so it's going to be very smooth you 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 get the token once right and 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 that's it you you can use it in any DeFi banking whatever wallet application you just hand over see okay i'm a real person fine there you can go mm -hmm. that's that, that, that's that, that's definitely ideal if you build like zero knowledge zero knowledge tech is very user friendly in that regard that obviously if you have the ability to prove something without actually showing it that then that opens up a lot of dynamics that are before inaccessible for for identity in this case for approvals for even for recovery on wallets um you, you mentioned a couple of very interesting things before and uh, Looking at competitors, uh, your retail products, and in general, I think uh, one of the features that I really enjoyed when looking at the at your wallet was the the internal applications market that you have in there. I think that's really cool, and that's something that made a lot of noise like a couple weeks, like maybe like a month and a half ago, when it came to MetaMask announcing their snaps. Mm -hmm. um, so. 
I, I like seeing this in there, and I think um, this could be an interesting direction for wallet providers to to explore. But yeah, for people that might not be familiar with that side of safe, would you mind explaining it and what's sure. sort of like the the rationale behind it? Well. Uh I cannot say that this is something that SAFE has invented because like uh, in externally owned account uh, applications like one inch wallet for example like talking about my previous experiences like <clears throat> they have the dev browser it is not only one inch so pretty much all the major uh, crypto wallets that have nothing to do with account abstraction they have the dev browsers and that's the dev browser effectively is where you can choose an application and you can, and you are immediately connected to this, this application. You can do whatever you want inside the inside your wallet app. So it opens a web page inside your wallet app, and you do stuff there, whatever you like to do. And your wallet is immediately injected into this uh, into this into this DAP. So this safe apps is so, is something like a DAP browser inside the inside the safe application. Because like it's not a mobile application, so a web application. So uh, hence, but the idea is pretty much the same. You also have the iframes. You you open the web interface of another application inside yours. So it's a two layers like nested um, sort of architecture. Your wallet is immediately connected. Also, this integration uh, offers you some fancy things. For instance, like if you can create a custom um, custom integration with a safe app, you can do some, something that is called bundling, which is quite cool because let's say you can have it's anyway. By the way, bundling is in general a very cool feature of, account, of abstracted accounts, something that is not really widely known. But you can create multi-send transactions. You can do in one transactions in one in one transaction, saving a lot of gas. You can in saving time and effort. You can click once, uh, sign it, uh, and execute a bunch of things in one go. So if you have a custom safe app integration like CowSwap, for instance, CowSwap is our friend, friends, so sort of friendly, friendly company to us, uh, a member of the Gnosis universe, um, how we call it, and we do the bundling for them. So let's say what what can be the bundling? You you, you approve the token. You approve the usage of the of your token to this uh, DEX, and then you do the the swap, or you place an order in case of in case this is an intent based like uh, gasless swap. But anyway, you do it in one bundle. You don't have to. Especially it's, it's especially cool for multi six because like imagine if you have three physical people signing each transaction, you have to approve three times. Okay, moving next, mm -hmm. then you have to place an order three times. Everyone signs the Which thing. Is like bur burning money all along the way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, burning money, burning time. Like it's all super high hassle. So uh, bundling is cool because you can do it, everything in one go. You have to sign. You you still have to sign multiple times in case this is a uh, multi sig with multiple real real like physical people. But still, you can do two transactions or more uh, in, in one go. Which is which is super powerful, and that that is something that we can do with the uh, with the smart account. Now, what else? Ah, uh, final thing to mention. Uh, of course, like each integration with the safe app re requires time. That's probably the 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 the, the, the most the biggest disadvantage of this. It unfortunately it's not a plug and play thing. 
you have to invest your time, uh, like we have to invest our time into um, reviewing the code base, like and blah blah blah, like connecting, whitelisting, um, rolling it out, and also the app developers will have to do some effort to prepare the app for listing on Safe. So it's it's a lot of manual effort. So that's probably the main problem, the main thing that prevents us from expanding it like even more. If it was a plug and play thing that could be done in like 15 minutes, then it would be easier. Unfortunately, it's not technically possible because everything is custom. You have to customize a lot of stuff. So for these cases, because there are like millions, okay, not millions, but thousands of decent apps out there, not all of them have the safe app implementation. So that's why we have the Wallet Connect um, implementation. We recently tweaked it a lot, like changed it a lot. Now it <clears throat> it's, it's compatible with the latest Wallet Connect version. And you basically can connect your safe to any any dApp very easily. You just copy the link, paste it to safe, press one button, you are connected and you can do whatever. Okay, you have to switch between two tabs. In case of a safe app, you have everything in one, one tab, one interface bundled. In case this is a wallet connect, you have to switch between two tabs in the browser. So you have a DEX, for instance, if you're talking about DEXs. You have a DEX in the one tab, and you have the safe wallet in the other tab. So we have to, you know, switch between these two, but that's quite a, quite a nice UX um, with uh, pretty much no cost of integration. So it's a good, right. it's a good uh, sort of like trade-off to offer the white choice of apps. And you're also, I mean, when you touched upon bundling, um, I think a kind of traction those make for a better experience overall. People cannot like underestimate it or overestimate it. Like you, you get both sides of, you get both camps that just like, um, want to go to the extremes when it comes to it but i think it's just another tool for the developer toolkit and in that case it's really good to have it and you also touched upon intents and i, I think that would be a, a good note to to figure out uh, to start wrapping up the interview um sure. when it comes to intent centric project products um what are your personal thoughts and wh where do you think we're headed and where do you think safe is headed when it comes to building things that are closer to user intents and for people that might not be too familiar with the term that basically means stuff like bundling stuff like aggregators which you've worked on obviously just like making sure that you give the product a rough goal well a goal and it manages to execute it for you as opposed to what you were describing before which is like each person signing a transaction separately and spending time and then another one and then repeating um, th that basically is what intense refers to to just like streamlining the whole process so that the user goal gets yep. executed <clears throat> so yeah where do you think we're going and where are you guys at safe going with this well uh, this is one of the innovations that uh, went through in 2022. Uh, so basically, in, in other words, you, you, you're given a quite a accurate description, but in other words, like you ask some other guy to execute a transaction for you. So you give permission on your coins and saying, hey, you know what, like I don't want to uh, spend any gas on that. I'm not sure about the right time of doing that because I'm not sure about the price, which is the best time, which is the best price, I don't know. 
like and so you abstract this thing so you basically ask someone else to do the to do the conversion for you this especially nice wor nicely working for swaps uh, because uh, mm -hmm. swap sure. price always like fluctuates as hell so and you want the best the best uh, moment especially if you're swapping huge amounts of funds and stuff like that so honestly like per my personal experience i would still prefer classic limit orders which is the same thing as as, as what i just said but you fix the price so intent based swap is something that you don't fix the price you said give me the best price and then you rely on the mechanism to give you the best price while in the limit orders you say hey this is the price i want to execute the uh, the the order at please do that so i personally like when, whenever i have to do any um, more or less significant uh, amounts of uh, transaction like tr amount of conversion one currency to another <clears throat> i usually do the the limit order i i take the current market market price I uh, add some optimistic amount, not very optimistic, but like a few couple of percents. Set up this optimistic amount. Usually, it, usually it gives a spike and it executes uh, nicely in the same way as you described. So basically, someone else, a taker, uh, uh, arbitrage, arbitrageur, arbitrageur. Anyway, it's uh, some guy who plays on these, uh, um, you know, market changes. They do the thing for me and they pay the gas for me. So the the beauty of it is that you don't have to have the anything except for the coins, uh, for the tokens. You don't have exactly. to have any any native uh, currency, which is cool. I think that's a step to towards kind of more user friendly thing. And as I said, uh, we 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 do have into custom integrations with CowSwap and OneInch. It's safe. So we fully support this uh, nice uh, effort, um, and yeah, why not? Another step towards making DeFi more um, user-friendly. So we benefit uh, from and, that. And I, I think, I, I think when you mention like limit orders, that's precisely. I mean, at least here at Particle, that's kind of like what we want to see intense as like input and output constraints. So basically, you tell the program or the person that you're like giving your your coins to spend, you tell them, okay, I want at least this to happen, and I want at least this to be the result. And if you get me anything better, I'd be happy. But like, I want to specify, yeah, your limit. And obviously, with swaps, that's familiar because it sounds something like what you would happen within what you would see happen within like a centralized exchange. But that's a powerful concept for all over and. We'll we'll have, we'll have to see what goes on with new products, new stuff coming to to Web three. But I think this is like the the right framework to think about, and there is now a proper infrastructure to try to execute it, which is it speaks about like how far back we started as an industry, yeah. that we just got to this point. It's not too bad. I'm optimistic about all that. So the technology is so advanced that it's just. It just cannot. Uh, it's too advanced and too big now f to be just uh, ditched. So I guess we should overcome the regulation uh, challenges. Maybe become less crypto punk ish uh, industry, but I think we're gonna have a huge success. Start wearing suits. Uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, on on top of us, but we're gonna stay in pants uh, down there. But here we probably get some ties and everything so to look more legitimate we'll have to 
next time you'll see like this podcast will all be yeah wearing suits and ties andre thank you thank you very much for your time and it's been a pleasure same same from my side and yeah for for the audience thank you very much for listening to this if you liked it well you know the drill subscribe share it with a friend etc and we'll try to get andre again sometime to talk about the progresses of safe thank you sure very much thing. sir bye bye have a nice one